Hey yo, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 what's up, what's poppin', how you all doing today as we close out week 10, which was a very eventful weekend, a roller coaster weekend for myself if you played on the main slate from going from the one o'clock games looking like, all right, we're going to lose all the dollar ruskies today with Mike Davis and Duke Johnson being in a lot of these lineups and busting to being a fine week and if not a great week considering the circumstances of actually profiting a couple hundred dollars thanks to basically the second half of Kyler Murray and really coming down to that Hopkins Hail Mary type of a catch. Second half of some other games, Chase Claypool finding the end zone a couple times. I end up feeling like Houdini from the tweet that I put up. I'll post it right here. Having 100% Mike Davis, 48% Duke Johnson, and still coming out with a profit in the week and a decent size profit, at least that's on DraftKings total on the other sites a little bit more. So a crazy week overall that I feel good that we ended up actually taking down some types of dollar ruskies. And I saw that in the Discord, a ton of people were winning. $10,000 plus was won in the Discord by a couple of people. I think Josh won $10,000, $11,000 total yesterday. I got a DM on Instagram that I normally don't check DMs or anything like that. But this today, I just decided, you know, let's just go into Instagram. I saw the notification was there. And I ended up seeing this message from a man named John. And John ended up telling me that his son and him, it's like a bonding thing that they play DFS together. His son's younger and just kind of his mascot and cheers during the games. And his son's name is John Jr. And yesterday, John and John Jr. binked for a $76 buy-in, over $4,000 ruskies. They won a bunch of tournaments in there. And John last week also was winning a bunch. So shout out to John. Shout out to everybody in the Discord and the community. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome in. And what we're going to be doing here, I'm going to be telling you a little bit of a story about tonight's slate. We're going to go through every single player that we have on here. We're going to tell you yes, maybe, or no, if I have interest. And then 6 p.m. East Coast time tonight, we go live to answer your questions, Q&A base. I'll have my 150 max lineups all ready to go. Maybe I'll build some super draft lineups as well during the stream. And you could be good, ready to go. I have my projections rankings are already up on Patreon as you're watching this. I'll have the ownership up pretty shortly. Everything's up there for the Monday night slate. You're going to be jam-packed. You're going to be ready. If you're a patron, if you're going to war with 600 or so of you right now with these projections, you're going to be going to war, locked and loaded. The people who don't have projections, ownership, anything like that tonight, they're going to be going to war with nothing. They're going to be going to war empty-handed and just going to be picking off people to win the dollar ruskies tonight. So if you're not a patron, consider signing up down below. So before we get into it, like and subscribe, do all those things. And this video, as always, is sponsored by any showdown site. Superdraft, Superdraft is a multiplier format. What does that mean, Sal? Well, Davin Cook has a 1x multiplier tonight. So if he scores 22 fantasy points, he gets 22 fantasy points. But if you want to look around the slate and find some other guys like Jimmy Graham, who has a 2.05x multiplier tonight, if he scores basically 12 fantasy points, you multiply that by 2.05. So he's going to score somewhere a little bit over 24 fantasy points. So actually, Jimmy Graham's 12 fantasy points will make him a higher performer than Dalvin Cook if Dalvin Cook scores 22 tonight. So you can see how it works there. It's a little bit of game theory based around projections, some ownership as well. So I have those tools as well, Superdraft projections. I have ownership as well for DraftKings, gives you an idea for Superdraft. Linked down below on my Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. And if you use the promo code Sal, S-A-L, tons of people are running on Superdraft. Get a ton of guys in this Discord, knocked down a bunch of stuff from this past Sunday, last Sunday. I mean, for the past like month and a half, we've been basically cleaning out or two months, cleaning out Superdraft, going to put them out of business is what I keep saying. On Thursday, we had guys in the Discord and on Patreon win first and second place, which is a combination of almost like $5,000 ruskies. So be sure to check that out. Link down below. Promo code Sal gets you the benefits of free money up to $1,000 ruskies, 50% slow drip bonus. So now with all that out of the way, let's get into the slate right now as I pull up my projections and rankings on the opposite screen right here, starting with the man, the myth, the legend, it seems this year and Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook has missed a game due to injury. He's had a bye and he had to come out of a game early as well. And this man still leads the NFL with 60 evaded tackles. He still has 13 touchdowns. Again, he has two less games than a lot of guys in the NFL right now, two and a half less. He's averaging 20.5 attempts per game, three targets per 
game. Four red zone touches per game is also top 10 in the NFL. His 122 and a half rushing yards per game leads the NFL. He's averaging over 147 total yards per game. The man's an absolute beast. His yards per touch is top three. He's number one in yards created at 441. He'd be on an insane overall accounting stats like your total stats season if he did not miss a game and a half and have his bye week yet. And he's already still on an insane season tear. So Dalvin Cook at this price point of 13,600, you might be saying, Sal, is that even worth it at this point? And on the slate, as we go through it, I actually think it is worth it. I actually think securing, I mean, if you play cash and showdowns, that's one thing, but I think securing these points that I haven't projected for a peek behind the curtain on Patreon, I have Dalvin Cook currently projected for 22 and a half fantasy points. I do think he's strongly in play. I think you at least try to get him into your lineups. He'll be highly owned. I don't think you have to put him in the captain spot. It is a more difficult matchup than he's seen recently. The Bears rank right now borderline top 10 and run defense overall. The run blocking advantage won't be that great for Dalvin Cook behind Minnesota's offensive line, but that's how it's been for basically the entire season behind this line. Dalvin Cook at $13,600. He's in play for me. He's not a, I would say, priority for me. It kind of depends on how you're building your lineup, but there's really not that many other options, especially if this next guy who you can see is in yellow on the YouTube version in Allen Robinson, if he was to miss. Look, he's been questionable. He limited practice all week, but the thing is here that they have a buy in week 11. So they could just say, you know what, let's rest him. Then he gets his bye week in week 11. But on the other hand, he's a key player for them. And this is a game that they probably want to win in terms of playoff potential. And this is going to be a very big divisional matchup if it comes down to wild card seating and things like that at the end of the year. So it's going to be a great spot for Allen Robinson, whether he's facing Jones, Chris Jones, or whether he's facing Boyd out there. He plays over 20% of his snaps out of the slot, averaging 9.6 targets per game. He's number two in the NFL in total targets. And he's seen so far at least nine or more targets in 78% of his games. That's seven out of his nine games. He's number five in the NFL in air yards right now. Allen Robinson is basically like the discount version right now of Dalvin Cook on this slate. There's no question Dalvin Cook's ceiling is higher. We've seen that multiple times so far in just the past couple of weeks with these 40 plus point performances. So we know that about Dalvin Cook, that is. So Allen Robinson now, though, if he goes out there and he's going to end up having his type of a ceiling game, 30 points for $3,000 less, it surely keeps him in play. The concern now, though, an hour and a half before lock, 6.50 p.m. will be live during it to update you on YouTube tonight, 6 p.m. East Coast time for an hour. And the inactives come out is Allen Robinson on that inactives list because then we have to shift around some projections, shift around some things for the depth of the wide receivers of Chicago and overall the projections of a lot of guys, even Nick Foles, the quarterback, things like that. So right now I have a lot of interest in Allen Robinson because look, he's not going to project out as good as Dalvin Cook, but in terms of point per dollar wise, it's going to look pretty similar and you get a big discount off of it. Now, next up is Kirk Cousins, who Kirk Cousins continues to be very efficient. The problem is he's going to have the second worst pass blocking advantage of the week, a minus 53% pass blocking matchup versus Chicago's number six pass rush. And look, he's number 34. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks. So in terms of all the quarterbacks who have seen significant work this season, he's 34th in terms of how his offensive line has protected him. That's no good, but he's still been insanely efficient, 8.9 yards per attempt. Now it helps having Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who are efficient wide receivers so far this season in the NFL on your team. But 8.9 yards per attempt continues to see Kirk Cousins be very efficient this year. But in the last two games, they've gone run heavy. It's not going to be the case every single week, but they're going to try and do this, it seems, the way that Minnesota wants to play. Only 34 total attempts in the last two games combined. That's not one game. 34 total attempts would be like an average game in the NFL. You throw 35 times per game in the NFL average. 34 through the last two games combined. So I would expect that number to go up. I'm not totally off of Kirk Cousins here. He's going to be in play for me. Again, I would prefer if Allen Robinson is in, and this is why it's going to be pretty important. Like if Allen Robinson is out, well, then you just don't have that many options to pay up for. So Kirk Cousins then becomes maybe a yes for me. Right now, he'll be a maybe because I actually like Nick Foles a little bit better. We'll get there in a second. But before we do, $10,000 Adam Thielen, probably going to feast some Kyle Fuller today. He'll see on the opposite side of that matchup, the rookie Jalen Johnson. Both of those matchups, they're kind of neutral. I think they're going to be a positives, if anything, for the wide receivers. So Thielen's seen a 29% target share, which is huge, but it's not a lot of volume. So it's only seven targets per game so far, which is still fine. He's number four in the NFL, actually tied with another guy in this slate, where we'll talk about pretty shortly, with 16 deep attempts and 16 deep targets. That is, he's number three in air yard share with 43% of his team's air yards. And he hasn't done much the last couple of games. So to see him at $10,000 is pretty crazy here because of the fact that they've gone run heavy. He has just five catches and 65 yards on nine targets these last 
last two games. Thielen's going to be in play for me, but yet again, because of the price point mainly, like if he was in the 8K range, he'd probably be a yes because we know what his upside is. But because of the price point at this point at $10,000, he's going to be a maybe. I can't put him to a yes based on my point per dollar projections that I currently have him at. Next up is Nick Foles, who I do have interest in. This Bears team, like people know them for their defense. Maybe they're running games to an extent, just pounding Dave Montgomery for inefficiencies. But they're number three in pass attempts per game and passing plays per game. He has a positive pass blocking advantage versus Minnesota's number 30 pass rush so far right now. He's averaging over 40 attempts per game, 250 yards per game, and five deep passes per game. Now, Nick Foles by no means is a good quarterback. The NFL average for yards per attempt, an efficiency metric to basically judge how decent you've been this year, at least one stat to look at that efficiency wise. He's number 32 in the NFL with 6.1, and he's never gone over 6.6 in any single game this year. You're banking on the volume. You're banking on those 40 passes to get you like in the last game. It's over 300 yards, and even if you throw a pick or so, you're still scoring 20 fantasy points. Now, we don't have him projected for 20 fantasy points, but I do like him for $400 less over Kirk Cousins. It's not a major difference. It's basically the price point making me like Nick Foles a little more. And the fact that I don't think there's ever going to be a situation unless he gets pulled or injured where Nick Foles only throws 15 to 20 times in a game. Where Kirk Cousins, if everything goes right, they only want him throwing 15 to 20 times in a game. Nick Foles at worst is probably going to throw 30 to 35 times the upside of 45, 50. Kirk Cousins, that might be in his range of outcomes, but it's very unlikely. Next up, $8,600 Justin Jefferson, the rookie. We'll face him Jalen Johnson. We'll face him Kyle Fuller as well. Plays 26% slot, sees five and a half targets per game. And he's currently number 11 out of everybody in the NFL with 214 yards after the catch. Similar to Adam Thielen, not a lot of usage the last two weeks, just six catches for 90 yards over the last two games. If I was to choose one of these receivers, I would actually go Justin Jefferson over Adam Thielen. I think he has more big play upside and he's also $1,400 cheaper. So he's going to be a maybe overall for the slate as of right now. But if you're choosing between a Minnesota wide receiver, I would go Jefferson over Adam Thielen right now. Point per dollar wise, I currently have Justin Jefferson as a 1.49 value. Just the higher that number, the better is all you really need to know. While 1.49 for Justin Jefferson and 1.32 for Adam Thielen. So again, Justin Jefferson over Thielen if you were to choose. Next up is Jimmy Graham, which basically since he's been healthy and just seeing consistent volume, he's been a very good tight end this year, which is kind of crazy to say. But look, Jimmy Graham once was, and right now he's just been consistent, if anything. So tough spot versus Kendricks, who only allows 0.82 yards per cover. Anything under one means that you're a pretty good defender. So he's shutting down tight ends to a decent extent this year. Jimmy Graham playing 36% of the time out of the slot, seeing six targets per game, which is number four in the NFL amongst tight ends. Pretty crazy. 34 yards per game and his 12 red zone targets is also top five. He's seen five or more targets in every single week, but one, and he's seen six or more targets in four straight weeks. Nick Foles loves Jimmy Graham and he loves targeting him in the red zone. Jimmy Graham at $7,200 is very expensive, but if you're basically charting him down for five to five and a half targets tonight and a decent red zone roll of like a one to one and a half red zone targets tonight, now it's nowhere near elite. I would rather pay all the way up for Jefferson for $1,400 more. Jimmy Graham actually grades out point per dollar wise as one of my bottom three point per dollar plays in the slate. So if I had to choose a guy basically that we've talked about above $7,000 to put a no by, it would be Jimmy Graham at this point. So right now you could either put a no or a maybe. I'm keeping him in my player pool for 150s, but I know a lot of people watching this cater to the audience that plays only maybe one to 10 lineups. I wouldn't play Jimmy Graham in probably any of those one to 10 lineups. So based on that, we can keep him as a no. Next up is Darnell Mooney. The rookie has looked great. The rookie has looked very good. And especially if you get Allen Robinson out, he's going to operate probably as a number one wide receiver. He'll face some Jones and Boyd. He's seen 15 15% slot use on six targets per game. Six targets per game for a guy who really wasn't used all that much in week one or week two. He's number 11 in the NFL in air yards, and he's tied right now for fourth with Adam Dillon with 16 deep attempts this year. And there's videos on Twitter. I think Ian Harditz has one out there as well. Nick Foles has basically missed like three or four times this year. Darnell Mooney on deep passes that would have been either 50 yard receptions or 50 yard touchdowns. Like we could be talking about Darnell Mooney as one of the top four guys priced in the slate right now if just those passes are completed this year because he's getting open left and right. And now he's going to get to do it against some of the worst cornerback play in the NFL from the Minnesota Vikings 
Vikings secondary. And he's coming off of a career high as a rookie and a season high, 11 targets in week nine. He's seen five or more targets in every single game since week three. Darnell Mooney at $6,600 to me is a pretty strong play. And to me, is somebody that I do want to get to, especially right now he'll be a maybe because of the price point of 6,600. It's a fair price point. If anything, he's pushing very close to a yes. If we get news that Allen Robinson is out come 6.50 p.m. East Coast time tonight, then Darnell Mooney is going to pretty quickly move to a yes. I prefer right now Darnell Mooney over Jimmy Graham around him. I actually prefer him over Justin Jefferson and probably even Adam Thielen out of these wide receivers. So we could actually go ahead and make Darnell Mooney a a yes right now. He's not a strong yes, but he becomes a very strong yes if Allen Robinson is indeed out. Now next up, we get to the backfield situation. If you're not familiar already, Tariq Cohen is on IR this year and David Montgomery has already been ruled out with a concussion. So we have a backfield that's going to be all over the place. You have Artavius Pierce who's seen like one snap this year. You have Ryan Nall who's seen zero carries this year. You have Corlo Patterson who's a running back slash wide receiver and has been very inefficient with 29 carries for 88 total yards in the season. And they just activated Lamar Miller who has not played since week 17 of 2018, almost two years now in the NFL, activated him from the practice squad. So it's just a hodgepodge of guys right now in this Bears backfield. We'll start with Ryan Nall. It's going to be a negative 16% run blocking advantage. The run blocking has not been good for the Chicago offensive line, but Minnesota's run defense has also not been good. Number 22 overall. Now in 2020, zero attempts for Ryan Nall, but he had six targets. And in week nine, he didn't get any attempts, but he saw four catches on four targets, 35 yards and a touchdown. And the crazy thing about week nine in the NFL, when JD McKissick was a top five running back in the NFL, and I believe there's another weird name up there that was like a top five running back. Ryan Nall was the number 12 running back overall with just those four overall targets. That's how bad the running back position has been this year. Lots of it due to injuries. Now he's out of Oregon State and in back-to-back years before graduating and coming to the NFL draft, 9.6% target share and 10.2% target share. His final year, he did not do that well on the ground, but the two previous years, he averaged over 6.4 yards per attempt. So Ryan Nall has been good. And in college, he was mainly sort of the upside in him was his passing game role. Anytime in college, you see somebody averaging around 10% target share, that's very good to see. It tells you that their offense has them involved in the passing game to a good amount. So Ryan Nall, for me, at $6,200, I come out here and I see, you know what? I don't know if he's going to get that many carries. Like all these running backs in the backfield, he's like the one that's not the most traditional runner, right? You probably see, I mean, he never had a year over 150 attempts in college. You might see him see like six attempts, but his upside comes from maybe he sees four or five targets in this game. But at this price point of $6,200, he's not priced as if he's basically a scat back, right? He's not priced at that range. Like if this was Tariq Cohen, okay, that's a fair price point, but we, we know the athleticism and upside Tariq Cohen brings. So at this point right now, Ryan Null barely remains in play for me. But if I had to be completely honest with you, like he'll be in my player pool for 150s. But if again, if we're, if we're going to give it the Jimmy Graham treatment of if you're playing a couple lineups, I wouldn't get there because he's currently my worst point per dollar play in the slate. At $6,200, I have him projected for 7.1 fantasy points. It does not make him look like a good play by any means. But there's always the chance that he could just go out there and see the 12 carries and be the workhorse back. And Lamar Miller being activated is just for depth. And Artavius Pierce continues not to see work. And Cordell Patterson continues to be a wide receiver running back hybrid. And they give Ryan all the full workhorse duties, right? There's a chance that happens. I'm kind of projecting for the in-between. And if I give him the in-between with sort of a passing game role, he does not look good right now. Next up is Cordell Patterson at $5,200. Who look, if you're going to get $1,000 discount on Cordell Patterson, who again, as a running back has not been good, but they continue to push this since he became a running back for like one Thursday night game for the Patriots a while ago when they were down a bunch of guys. 29 attempts for 88 yards, just three yards per reception so far this year. He's averaging 3.2 attempts per game and two targets per game this season. His upside is limited because he only has two red zone touches this season, but maybe now he'll be the red zone back. 21 and a half total yards per game on a 5% share. I think the price point is steep, but I do prefer Cordell Patterson right now to Ryan Nall because I think Cordell Patterson can see a very similar passing game role to Ryan Nall, and he's already been somewhat established as a running back when they're giving Cordell Patterson touches this season, right? They're giving him carries 29 on the season to zero for Ryan Nall. 
So what that tells me is that they just want to give Cordell Patterson the ball over Ryan Null. It's been pretty obvious, 29 to zero. So if that's the case and Cordell Patterson sees seven attempts tonight and he sees four targets and you're going to have Ryan Null for $1,000 more seeing similar or worse usage, I'll just take the guy who's cheaper at this point, prefer Patterson as it stands right now. Now we're starting to get below the $5,000 price point starting with Anthony Miller. And if you're still watching right now, take a second of your time, like button for me and the big old subscribe button pops up. You're listening on the audio version, the podcast. If you take 30 seconds at some point during this show or during your day to leave a five-star rating and review, you get into a raffle to win 50 dollar ruskies on the apple podcast app or, or store you can leave a review there the salvage show if you're on an android device stitcher appreciate that a ton it allows us that's the only really way you can move up the podcast charts is if basically people are word of mouth marketing or leaving podcast reviews which is basically word of mouth marketing and other people see that and it moves you up the rankings right now so i appreciate that in advance everybody thank you so much next up is anthony miller who's going to look like one of the best plays on the slate if Allen robinson is ruled out it's a fine spot versus glandley who allows over 1.7 yards per cover miller's playing 87 percent of the snaps out of the slot he's seeing 29 routes run so this team throwing so much is helping Miller who's mainly just a slot receiver get on the field more if they were playing from ahead maybe they go two tight end sets with the rookie Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham more and only outside receivers and Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson stay on the field but that's not the case as they have to play from behind and as they're passing a ton per game now he's only seeing five and a half targets per game but he's really come on these last couple of weeks and Nick Foles continues to look his way he gets deep targets but the last couple of weeks 19 targets for on 13 of them for 132 yards at this price point of $4,800 he looks like one of the more fairly priced plays in the slate like if we would have seen Anthony Miller at $5,800 right a thousand dollars more i probably wouldn't have batted that much of an eye at it at this price point of forty eight hundred dollars it does look pretty good i'll have interest right now in anthony miller he's a yes for me so you can see i have a lot of interest in these uh, bears wide receivers because they're facing minnesota who's terrible and they throw a lot per game doesn't mean i want all of them in my lineups but it means that those are the guys that i feel a little bit more confident in their work- workload overall based on how much this team passes per game and now gets a good matchup we get to the kickers as always the kickers they're both fine to get to if you want to not in the same lineup for me but you can get to one of them if you want to that's probably what i do at most is just get to one in a single lineup this is a lower total game which I should probably touch on the totals in this one 23.25 team implied as a three and a half point favorite for Minnesota 19.75 below 20 for Chicago so basically what you're looking at in this one is like a 44 overall implied game total 43 so the kickers are going to be more involved because look if they score seven or eight points and there's less touchdowns overall in the game means a lot of the less of the value is getting there so a game of eight nine or ten from like a Dan Bailey or Santos today can actually be in the optimal lineups and likely would be next up is Kyle Rudolph the other injury in this game that's actually going to be impactful is Irv Smith the tight end who's been pretty good he had like only nine routes run last week scored two touchdowns then got hurt he's been good as of late Irv Smith he's been a lot more involved running like 30 plus routes Kyle Rudolph kind of the opposite being less involved as like the season goes on and the second year player Irv Smith more athletic player getting more involved but now with Irv Smith out we at least have to look at Rudolph who's averaging just 2.4 targets per game and only 22 yards per game and he's only seen two red zone targets so far this year Irv Smith has taken that role basically from him but in week four he tied season highs with four targets and three receptions this time that Irv got hurt so if you get three receptions out of 40 yards for Kyle Rudolph you're basically getting a cheaper than the kickers kicker production but we know that there's upside on that if he scores a touchdown. Sudoroff is nowhere near a priority for me, but he remains in play at 3,400. Now he gets a both of the defenses who both stay in play because there's not that much value on the slate. Chicago ranks fifth overall. They're basically right now top 10 in every single category, tackling, pass rush, coverage, and run defense. Their best spot right now seems to be their pass rush. And then the Vikings who are nowhere near that. Number 20 overall in total defense. They're good at tackling, but then they rank bottom three in the NFL right now in pass rush. They rank bottom half in coverage and bottom third of the league in run defense. I prefer the Bears defense at $3,200, but both of them remain in play for me because Minnesota's facing Nick Foles, who is not that great this year. He's actually number three overall in interceptable passes in terms of danger plays, as stat by a playerprofiler.com. So would not be shocked by any means if Minnesota outscores for $200 less the Bears defense. Now we get to the value, $2,000 or less. And I'm going to scroll down on the screen so you can see it. And I'll also remind you that I do have Patreon projections and rankings. I'm going off of some of my projections that I have on here that I create. I have ownership projections that will be out tonight as well. You can check it all out, linked down below. And a bunch of other
other information, not only for golf, NBA coming soon, but the NFL. So much stuff going out there basically every single day. The more informed you are, the more loaded up you are to go into war, the better your chances of winning and taking home all the dollar ruskies. I mean, this past week was fantastic in the Discord. I think everybody after 11 o'clock games was just like, Jesus, this is just terrible. Then we had six more games to go and everybody started seeing their winnings climbing as Kyler Murray was rushing into the end zone for rushing scores, as he was throwing a Hail Mary for the win to Hopkins, as Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson went off a little bit. The Discord started to perk up a little bit and people were like, whoa, 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 what in five figures after Mike Davis goes for less nine fantasy points? This is incredible. And that's the whole point of it. So you can afford Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and running it back with Steph Diggs because you played the $4,000 running back who got you like nine fantasy points. We'll take that. So shout out to everybody in the Discord. Shout out to the patrons. We all survived what was a crazy week and not only survived, but it seems like prospered for the most part. So getting now below this, if you want to join that community, hop in down below patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore $2,000 and below range. Do we have any value on here? Alexander Madison right now at $2,000. Look on the season, he's been good. Like in terms of his opportunities when he gets them, seeing 10 opportunities per game skewed up a little bit from the one start that he had, but still like nine, nine and a half opportunities per game. Even if you take that out on a 30% opportunity share, 31% snaps, he's seeing 2.2 red zone touches per game. So he has the goal line work at times as well in this offense, 48 total yards per game. But this is the thing. Dalvin Cook started to go off the last two games and they're saying, you know what? You know what, Alexander, take a seat here. Alexander Madison season low two weeks ago, 10% of the snaps. And then last week you saw 26% of the snaps, which is more so less than his season highs, right? 31% on average. So definitely below his season average, just 15 carries for 77 yards and no receptions these last two games. That's a concern. But even if you look at that, that's like worst case scenario. He's still scoring what, like three and a half, four fantasy points in those games. And now he's $2,000. So three and a half fantasy points doesn't get it done for you. But that's his worst case scenario. What if he brings in a reception? And now he's up to five, five and a half fantasy points. So he's by no means a slam dunk play. But at $2,000, he's in play for me because if he just does what he's been doing on the season so far this year and gets you somewhere around 35, 40 yards in the game, if he can find his way into the end zone, that's a double digit fantasy point producer. And that's what you're banking on at this point, just trying to find somebody to get into the end zone or you get picks up a reception or two. $2,000 Alexander Madison definitely in play. Next up, a very perplexing play on the slate. Big words, Riley Ridley, who actually saw his first game action in week nine as a wide receiver four, and he played pretty well. 10 total routes, 21% of the snaps, caught both of his targets for 23 yards. Yes, this is the brother of Calvin Ridley. Expect a bump to wide receiver three usage, and he right now is going to be a no for me because I just don't know if he'll get actually that much involvement. He really needs to see a shootout or a game where they're trailing a ton, and he has to be on the field a lot more in four wide receiver sets. If Allen Robinson was to miss, Riley Ridley as the wide receiver three playing on the outside is somebody that I definitely want a piece of. So right now, Riley Ridley is a no, but if Allen Robinson is ruled out at 6.50 or 6.55 p.m. tonight, Riley Ridley becomes actually a yes in one of the best plays in the slate at just $1,200. Dad BB's $1,000 tonight. He's probably going to see maybe see some more work with Irv out, but he'll see Buster Screen in the slot, which is probably the worst matchup for any of the Minnesota wide receivers, especially factoring in his skill set. So far, Chad BB this year has played 66% slot. He's only seen 1.8 targets per game and running just 12 routes per game at a 5.2 yards per target. He's basically being targeted at the line of scrimmage for the most part, or like six yards downfield. So Chad BB at $1,000 is probably one of the plays that I don't want to get to. He's going to remain in a player pool just as a value because look, if you're getting a guy seeing two targets per game with a high catch rate. So if you're going to get two catches for 20 yards down here for fantasy points, you're just hoping for a red zone usage. He's by no means a good play. It's just, we're about to get to like the worst possible plays below $1,000 on the slate right now that you don't want, you don't want to get to any of them, but at least he'll stay in play for me. If Allen Robinson is out and Riley Ridley gets to be actually more involved, well then I have no interest in Chad Beebe at all. And I would go all to Riley Ridley. Right now I prefer Alexander Madison if you're looking at anybody below $2,000. But if we just have to keep somebody in our player pool at $1,000 or below, it would be Chad Beebe. Not that excited to play him. Cole Clement is highly questionable and if not closer to doubtful as he only practiced on Saturday in a limited fashion this week. And he's the rookie tight end that they spent some pretty decent draft capital on, I believe in the second round. I don't think they had a first round pick the Bears. And then you go out there and you have a bye week next week. I don't know if they're going to push him in this one, just $800. Either way, I don't have interest, obviously, if he doesn't play, but he's only running like, I think somewhere around seven routes per week. He ran a career high 15 routes in week eight, but still just saw one target. So he's not that involved. 
He's mainly a blocker right now. Jimmy Graham is getting all the passing game work usage at the tight end position. For $600, we have Tyler Conklin on here. Oh, look, there's no Irv Smith. Conklin ran his first two routes of 2020 in week nine. And in 2019, he saw 10 total targets, 1.4 per game. He had eight catches for 58 yards. He was averaging like two fantasy points per game on that that grade of yards per target of 5.8. So I don't have any interest in Tyler Conklin right now, but just know at $600 that he might be out there. He might run like somewhere around eight to 10 routes. And you could probably find worse for below $1,000, but it's basically a touchdown or punt. Demetrius Harris, if there's no Cole Clement, looks a little bit better, but JP Holtz is another tight end they have. They have so many tight ends on this depth chart, like nine at the beginning of the year they had. So it's guys that I just really don't have any interest in trying to shoot my shot at which one of these guys is going to pay off. The Demetrius Harris had two catches for 15 yards on three targets in the last game, but he only had five routes run. So basically he was being targeted like every single time, 60% of the time that he was running a route last week. That's not going to hold that. So no interest there. And then to close it out with the man who hasn't played in almost two years, Lamar Miller, maybe he comes up, right? Maybe he comes up and does something, but he hasn't played since week 16 of 2018. So this seems more like a depth piece to me. Seems like it's going to be Cordell Patterson, Ryan Nall, maybe even Artavius Pierce getting involved a little bit more. Lamar Miller, I wouldn't be shocked if he sees like five carries, but I don't even think I want to play him if he sees five carries at $200. And I don't think by any means he'll be the goal line back. So $200, no interest right now in Lamar Miller. So thank you for tuning into the show. Again, we'll be live at 6 p.m. East Coast time tonight to take your questions to talk about the inactives when they come out at 650 tonight and a bunch of other stuff of my final ownership projections rankings my 150 max lamps we could talk through all of those things and answer your questions so thank you so much for tuning in like and subscribe before you go check out super draft the presenting sponsor of the show if you want to be in the discord and patreon sign up there if you want to be uh, taking into all the winnings on super draft that a bunch of people have been doing so far this year banking contests not just winning minimum cashing and doubling your money but turning a hundred dollars into a thousand dollars somebody has done turning uh ten dollars into 150 and then 150 into over thirty thousand, like kevin has done this year and a bunch of other people in super draft have been profiting just this past thursday we took down the first two prize pools in like six of the top 10 spots it's been fantastic the patrons have been absolutely crushing it those projections are on patreon you can link down below to sign up and join the family join the community and come on home thank you so much for tuning in everybody i'll see you in the next one at 6 p.m east coast time live tonight peace out gang